Welcome to another episode of the No Ceilings Podcast. I am Tyler Metcalf, joined as always by Tyler Rucker. Rucker, two days. We're almost there. How are you doing? Two days, Metcalf. Um, I'm feeling pretty excited. Um, I never thought this week would get here. And now that it's here, it just, you know, you wake up a little earlier each morning. You don't you don't need the alarm clock. And uh, I feel like coffee is kind of irrelevant at this point because I just have chaotic energy going left and right. How about yourself, Metcalf? How are we doing? Are we Are we holding up? Can you sleep well at night? I, I, I last night I slept like a good forty minutes. Shout out, buddy, the elf. So, how, how are you doing? I, I'm fantastic. I had, I had the best night of sleep I've had in weeks. I I, I, I took a little melatonin. I laid down in bed at like eight thirty, passed out like an old man. Got a solid nine hours. Phew, haven't gotten that much sleep in ages. Um, it feels like just yesterday though that we were forming this whole no ceilings group, and now we are what almost just under a year past that and 56 podcast episodes in about what feels like 8 million words written on every single prospect in this draft uh, draft guide and incredible following the best fans in the world. Um, it, it, it's been pretty surreal. It's been, Oh man, it's, it's, it's really hard to, put it into words i wasn't expecting you to go down that road right out oh of yeah the gate, but, um it's just been so fucking cool like yeah. I, I and we're not faking it it's just every day i'm like gosh this is just awesome like getting to interact with all, everyone in the draft community even just the nba community like talking to basketball fans talking to writers you know analysts everything just people that love the game and you know, we get to do this all the time. I get to talk to Metcalf, like for everyone listening, like I've met one guy in person on our no ceilings team. Like that's how crazy this year has been. Like I've, I've only met Albert face to face. So me and Metcalf doing 56, well, this is our 56th episode. Yep. I haven't even met the guy, you, you know, he might, he might hate me when he sees it in person, but no, Mike. I mean, it, it's, been, yeah, Mike. <laughs> um, it's been awesome. It's been incredible. Um, and we, We've said it a million times, but thank you guys all for listening. And it's been worth it. It's been worth, you know, me hammering home Monster Energy drinks at 12 a.m. so I can make sure I write this piece or me having my eighth cup of coffee to make sure I watch some more film. Um, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody else because those are some really weird nights. But thank you guys for everything. I'm, I'm very excited for year two. And the No Ceilings crew, for everyone listening, you guys have been rock stars this year. Metcalf, you've been an, an animal, and I'm so fucking pumped for the draft. I mean, that's why so I don't know how you slept last night. I was just staring at the ceiling like, Drugs. what's Sacramento going to do? What are, like, <laughs> Is it Jaden Ivey or Murray? Like, I, I'm so pumped. There's going to be so much chaos. So how are we feeling, Metcalf? We didn't have a little vent today. We're going to answer some I, fan yeah, questions. I, I, like, I, I just want to kind of have some fun. We just yeah. want to get some thoughts off our chest, have some rants. Uh, make some bold predictions, have some hot takes, address some betting line changes, and then, you know, just interact with a lot of really interesting questions that we got on Twitter for our mailbag. So um, I just kind of want to kick it to you. Where, where, where do you want to start with this? Is there a rant you have? Is there a hot take you want to make? Is there just some bold proclamation you want to make? The floor is yours. 
I don't want to start with a rant yet. I need to warm up a little bit. But let's talk about let's talk about the line movement with Paulo because a lot of people are freaking out about that. Also, we need to let's let's lay out a disclaimer first, folks. If you're listening, right at the camera, it is drafts week. There is a lot of smoke. Everyone is lighting up smoke this week. There's a trade rumors galore. This is a music festival for trade rumors this week. This is the Holy Grail. Um, reporters are pumped up. People that love to spread rumors are, are hyped. This is their Super Bowl. Just be careful. Everything you read, be careful. If you get it from the legit people, like take it with a bit of a grain of salt. Like it's amazing how many rumors we're on Tuesday. It's amazing how many rumors I read today. And just like this guy doesn't want to go here. This guy potentially is getting traded. This guy's, I mean, it was unbelievable today. I was like, this is incredible how fast <laughs> it was. And tomorrow it's going to get just a match is going to be thrown on a powder keg of gasoline. So, um, that's the disclaimer we have to talk about, but the Paulo movement we have to talk about. Cause you know, if you're like me, if you're like some of us, the generates, you pay attention to the spreads in, in Vegas. And, and I don't really take too much concern into like the, the odds for specific picks. I like to watch like the over unders when it comes to like, okay, where's the, the draft range, you know, if a guy's projected to go around the 20th, you know, 20 and a half or something like that, then I'm like, okay, that's interesting. But what I'm getting at is, is Paulo was a massive underdog about a day and a half ago. And now he's the second favorite to be the first overall pick. Metcalf, what was your reaction? Are you thinking this is just smoke galore? Or do you think, Orlando's up to something. Do you think Houston's trying to do something? Because, And I must say, it was the odds to be the first overall pick. Not just saying being selected by Orlando. It was odds to be the first overall pick. My reaction to that was that Duke alumni have a lot of money and are very in <laughs> on the Duke basketball program and saw a lot of value and couldn't understand why the 6'10" super skilled forward wouldn't be the number one pick that 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 was my initial reaction to it um what about you it's it's the one thing i always take um very i i really really say like be careful be careful to watch that number because they're obviously vegas knows what they're doing so i'm trying to like educate fans um if you're not familiar with gambling spreads i gotcha so prospects like Minus 190. Jabari Smith was minus 190 at one point to be drafted um, by the Magic. First over, or just be drafted first overall. That means you have to bet $190 to win 100. Chet Holmgren was plus 140. You have to bet $100 to win 140. At one point, Paula was plus 1,500. So that's how much of an underdog he was. Um, last night, you know, Paulo was plus 400. I think even later in the night, he was like plus 220. And today, I think he was ahead of Chet. So it's very interesting when that much movement happens in, in a small sample of size. I still think it's Jabari. Um, I think it's important to realize, like, even though three weeks ago, everyone was like, everyone's expecting the Magic to take Jabari. 
it wasn't like it was Cade where there was this heavy favorite to be selected first overall. Mm-hmm. So I'm not surprised that the the gambling odds have kind of narrowed down or leveled out a little bit. So yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Are you still thinking Jabari goes one, Metcalf? Uh, yeah, I, I my my guess would be Jabari one, Chet two, Apollo three, the same order that it's reportedly been since the lottery. Um, I, I don't think Jabari has been as set in stone as some at one as some reports suggest. Um, and I oddly enough like Chet and Paolo in Orlando's um, context way more than I like Jabari. I think Jabari helps them get back to mediocrity a little quicker. Um, I think Chet and Paolo significantly raise the ceiling of the long-term view of that team. Yeah, I agree. Um, everyone seems to still be saying like they would be completely shocked if it's not that same order you just said. If it's yeah. not Jabari, Chet, Paulo, it seems like everyone's just going to be holy crap. I think there's some rumblings that like, hey, you know, OKC could take Paulo still at two. I think this is those are always the ones I take carefully because I'm like. When you, when you get a report or, like, a rumbling about something going on, I usually try to make sure, like, okay, at least hear it a couple times. Like, if you, yeah. if you hear that from a couple of your sources, then there's some legs to it. Um, but if you just hear it once, it's like, nope. is that just one person's opinion? Or are we getting something serious? Because there's bad intel, there's good intel. So, um, you know, the week of the draft, I lean on those that have the good intel. I do not go towards the, the crazy, out-of-nowhere sources, but... Okay, what else you got? Talk to me. Hit me. We got to talk about the Kings. Um, yeah, and do. I'm a little f- afraid that the Kings are going to Kings and do something Kingsy. Um, so obviously they have the four pick. Um, it's out. You know they, the the recent reports of ownership loving Keegan Murray. That's fine. Cool. I get it. I really like Keegan Murray. I think he's going to be really cool. That in a vacuum, I think is fine. Um, the stuff coming out about Jade and Ivy, not ideal. Um, him calling it not the worst option in the world is the most flattering thing the Kings have been called in a long time. Sorry, yes, Kings is. fans. Um, the fact that they haven't had him in for a workout is one thing because workouts can, you know, they don't really tell you a ton, but it at least gives you an in-person view of how much of a worker is this guy. You get to have dinner with him. You get to give him a tour. You you know, players get to interact and meet him. And, you know, you, you get more of a human element from that. The fact that they haven't even talked to him, apparently, is wild. Um, I know that the Kings didn't talk really to Davion Mitchell last year. That was what the 10th pick, I think later lottery picks, that makes a little more sense because of the different ways that the board can fall is just numerous at number four you're expecting a franchise changer you're expecting a cornerstone to take you into the future you should be meeting with those guys you should at least be talking with those guys especially in a draft that has a pretty consensus top three why are you not bringing in these guys so if it's some weird you know gamesmanship to try and you know hype up the value for number four feels weird um so and it feels like they're gonna go keegan if they keep the pick but now that we have trades from every corner of the nba being leaked out of you know what they're gonna trade up for and i don't really like any of them so where where are you at with the kings right now 
I, it, it's what I love about these this week. What I love about you know, kind of the buildup into Monday's kind of like light. It's like the Olympic torch. It's like lighting it and being like, okay, here we go. Buckle up. Like, cause r- rumors, news, everything's going to start just kicking into overdrive. And you got to start connecting the dots. You got to start reading everything, but seeing like what makes sense, where, who's telling what, cause there's breadcrumbs left all over the place. You just got to find them. The Ivy saying he hasn't met with them is very interesting. Um, we've heard the buzz that said like he doesn't want to play there. The agents, it, try, the agents doing his job. The agents yeah. trying to steer him away. Um, and then the report that came out that said Murray went and had dinner with Sabonis, the Kings, and Fox. Very interesting. Now, the Kings front office could say we don't need to get to know Ivy. We already have all of the background. We already know what type of kid he is. We've done our homework before we even got in this position. We're not going to give him the chance to come in and try to, you know, turn us away. Like we, that's what they could say. Like they could just be like, he's the best player. We don't give a shit. Now meeting with Murray on the other hand is interesting. Like, cause, cause that is the other direction. I, 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 I'm leaning. I thought they were going to trade the pick for a while. I'm leaning towards they're not going to trade it because I I've seen too many reports about. I think they're probably asking for the moon, which they should be doing. That's they have all the the ammunition right now. They have all of the poker chips, like because they're saying anyone wants Jaden Ivy, you're going to have to pay more than top dollar to get yeah. up here, and they're in a good spot because now they're just sitting and saying, look, this is a ridiculous request, but this is what we want. And if you want to get Jaden Ivy or whoever the hell you want, you're going to have to pay. I think they're going to stay. And I think they're going to take Keegan. I I really do think that's going to be the call. And and then it's going to get wild because there's just going to be some chaos, but um you know, I, I I go back and forth all the time. Like, I I understand everyone saying, like, they should just take Keegan and, and trade Fox. Um, but I, I really do think there's just too much heat heating up there. Like, I think Keegan's got – is going to have a real shot. And if he doesn't go there, um, I still think there's some order of, you know, Keegan, Matherin, and, and Ivy – in that four to six range that it wouldn't shock me if those are the three names. So it, it's going to be wild, Metcalf. I don't know. Where are you believing they're going to do it? I know we just kind of, uh, what are you really thinking? Are you going to be like, wow, they actually did it. Or you think, cause I think, I don't think they're trading. Like Atlanta has been a popular rumor of, yeah. of like saying like the, the package of like John Collins um, and Herder for four. But this is also where you start getting like a source off because like you ask one person says that. And then like I, I heard Jake Fisher today on, on a call. He was like basically saying like I've heard that Collins isn't even in the conversation for four. So maybe that's a separate Like there's just so much all over the place. Right. Everyone's getting different intel. Um, but I think they're going to take Keegan. I, I, I really do think they're going to take Keegan. I, I don't know why. And I might be completely wrong, but. That's no, I, I'm I'm with you. I, I think yeah. I think that's what's gonna end up happening. And it, it feels like one of those scenarios where there are almost too many trades being leaked out 
where it's like they're trying to like they they've obviously been contacted about it and they're underwhelmed with the value so they're putting out all these trade offers and you know they're they're leaking stuff to send a signal of this isn't enough it needs to be more and obviously they're telling the teams that they're talking with that but you know low public pressure is never hurts so it, it feels like there's almost too much info coming out where it's like this doesn't feel like it's real or like it's these two sides are a lot farther apart and they're trying to use, you know, reporters and the media to kind of put pressure on one another. Um, so at this point, if they're that enamored with Keegan, like just take your guy, like he, he's going to help them sooner. I still think Ivy should be the pick for them. I think he's raises their ceiling. And if you have to move off of Fox, then you move off of Fox and you just kind of reset your timeline. But I, I think you you stay at four. Um, one trade that I do kind of like, um, I, I don't know if this has been put out there or not, but just pure speculation on my part, is if the Pistons are head over heels, 100, 100% in on Ivy, just swapping and then sending a protected first-round pick to Sacramento. The, the funny thing is with Ivy is... This is going to tie into one of my rants later, but whatever. We'll we'll get weird. We'll we'll circle back around. So here's the thing. I wanted to to go on this rant because Ivy's becoming the Ivy's becoming the hottest girl at the dance right now. <laughs> Every team wants to talk about Ivy, and everyone wants to talk about Ivy because we're so tired of talking about Chet, Paulo, and Jabari because we've been talking about them for six months. So we're like, okay, Ivy's the new one now. Let's let's talk about it. There's been a lot of buzz that a lot of teams have Ivy at number one on their boards. And what that means is that he is in high demand. It's not a shocker. Now, I'm sorry to do this. I love New York Knicks fans. I love you guys. You're, you're, you're so passionate. We got two Knicks fans on our No Ceilings crew. And this is my point. A lot of Knicks fans think they're getting Jaden Ivey. You're going to have to go up a lot from 11. That is going to cost a lot because he is one of the hottest commodities right now in the draft. So what I'm getting to your point, Metcalf, is like you're going to have to get to five in the fifth team, or you're going to have to get to four, and that fifth team is in love with him. So I'm like you. If Detroit thinks... If Detroit's just like, this is our guy. This is number one on our board. Like, this is our guy. He would change everything. I fucking call Sacramento and just, what do you want? Future first? Let's do this. I want I want our combo guard for the next 10 years with, with Cade Cunningham. And, and I know Troy Weaver's probably saying, like, we're going to sit here and get a damn good player, and it's not going to cost me a thing. Because he might say, I love Ivy. I love Keegan Murray and I love Matherin. He's like, we're going to get one of them and I'm going to be pumped on any of it. So um, my, my point is Keegan's a hot name. You're yeah. going to have to overpay to go up and, and get Sacramento away from fourth because every team's like, Hey, Sacramento will do this trade. Sacramento doesn't want to go from fourth to 11th for nothing without being overpaid. They don't want to go from fourth to ninth. Like, when you drop that far back, it's like, well, what 
what player are you getting in return? You need to get some serious weapons. You need to get overpaid. So it's going to be crazy. Like if he doesn't go fourth and that's not a trade, floodgates are going to open. I mean, I mean, Detroit might make their pick in 10 seconds. I, I don't know. So. Yeah. And it, it, if Ivy's still there at five, I think it's a no brainer for Detroit. Um, one kind of wrinkle. I, I it was on the uh, Zach Lowe uh podcast yeah. with Gavoni earlier today that apparently Phoenix has been calling a whole bunch of teams in the lottery to move up. And that's fascinating because DeAndre Aiden has also been linked with Detroit. Um, you know, I'm just trying to put pieces of the puzzle together here and speculate. What would you think of it, some some form of DeAndre Ayton for five if Ivy's on the board? What what do you think would happen with um, with Detroit? And I, I'm not even sure that that trade makes sense for Phoenix to make because I don't know how Ivy fits in there. But he could you know kind of help add some athleticism and depth to their backcourt that in these playoffs showed they kind kind of needed it. Yeah, that one's uh I don't even know if that uh, and now Sun's Twitter is gonna come after me because one of them's gonna hear this and be like, look at this guy. No, well it's Cloud. just like does someone else fit that because I saw that rumor um by Gavoni when he talked about the Suns were trying to potentially talk New Orleans to like unload Cam Johnson which I was like, hold on a second. Um, just so they could re-sign nice Aiden. Yeah, and I was like, hold on a bit. Um, I don't know. Because like, it, does going up to five guarantee they would want Ivy? Or, or do they go a different direction? Like, are they maybe saying like, hey, we'd like the idea of adding Keegan Merton? I don't know. Um, it's wild. <laughs> It's wild. When I saw Phoenix, I was like, hold on, Gavoni. Let me have my coffee. Jeez, this is crazy. <laughs> like, um, I don't know, Metcalf. That's a good one. But that's also like what I'm talking about with, and I'm not saying Gavoni doesn't have sources. Like, calm down, everyone. I'm saying those are the wild card ones you just get out of nowhere this week where you're like, mm-hmm. Phoenix, eight, what? What are we talking about? And then you start seeing all these other teams. Like, this is my biggest point about this week. No shit everyone wants to trade up or trade down. That's If you're not trying to trade up or trade down, you're not doing your job. Like, There's not going to be a GM out there who goes, you know what, we're really good at sitting at 23. We don't really want to go anywhere. Like, They might they might call someone at 18 and they're like, we don't want to pick here. We want to go back. Like, Yeah, he'd probably go up if they like someone. So um, everyone wants to trade up. Everyone wants to trade out. Everyone's looking to move around the board. Yes, there's always going to be rumors that there's a ton of trades going to happen. Um, yes, there's going to be drafts where that happens. And then all of a sudden no trades happen. It's just, that's what it's going to be. But, um, what do you think? I mean, would you, I don't know if, I don't know if I, I'm a big Isaiah Stewart guy. So you're trying to get me in some trouble, (laughs) but I don't know if I'm like, do you like Isaiah Stewart and Jaden Ivey better? Or would you like Aiton and Isaiah Stewart? I think that answer is pretty and I love Aiden. Yeah, so and I I really like Aiden. I think he's a really good player. Um, both based on where the Pistons are right now. Um, and I know Aiden's obviously younger and all that nonsense. Um, but I 
that that Cade Ivy pairing is so enticing and fascinating for me. Just having that combination of size, athleticism, uh, scoring versatility, uh, defensive potential. Um, that 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 would be too hard for me to pass up because I, you know, like you said, Isaiah Stewart's been really good. He's uh, you know exceeded a lot of expectations, and I think that you can kind of build. You you don't need a superstar center in that lineup uh, with Cade. I think you can get by on the margins at that position, and if you can add athleticism to that team that really needs athleticism. Um, I, that it, it would be really hard for me to pass that up, especially when, you know, you're bringing in Aiton. That means you're paying Aiton. There goes a lot of your future yep. flexibility. So, And that's uh, that's a great point you brought up, Metcalf. A lot of people don't think of. It's like, yeah, getting Aiton would be really exciting, but you're also bringing in that contract. And, and that's when you want to start getting so much better is with everyone on those team-friendly, if you want to call them, deals. Like, you want to get adding some serious pieces while Cade's not getting that massive extension that's probably coming in a couple of years and stuff like that. So uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I, I I do think when we get to that range, some people over overvalue some veterans for some of the top picks. Like I love everyone. The Jeremy Grant for seven, I was like, what the heck are we doing? Like, this is not equal value at all. Like, it's not even close. Like, and, and he's a great player, but um, I was like, what? when did he become Michael Jordan? Like, no, I, uh, this isn't, no. So, like, I think that could happen a lot. Like, there was even some Lou Dort for seven. And I'm like, okay, like, calm down. Like, I understand it was, like, probably, like, in a trade package. But anyways, Metcalf, what else you got? All right. No, I, I, I want to pivot to I – w- I want to get some of your hot takes. I want your – well, you know, la- last season we had two hugely surprising first-round picks and Josh Primo, who went in the lottery, and Santi Aldama, who went in – I think it was pick number 30 yes. to the Grizzlies. So I want your two I, – I want your version of this year's Josh Primo and Santi Aldama, your surprise lottery pick – and your surprise first-round pick? I think Blake Wesley's the leading candidate for the Josh Primo experience. Where? Oh, I, I, want teams, I, want, I want teams associated months. with no, this. No, we've been, we've been trying to guess for months. We have no idea. Nope, I um, want teams. You're going on record, aggregate Rucker with this. <laughs> um. <laughs> Okay, I'll, I'll I'll give you my Josh Primo. I, I'm okay. gonna say Dale and Terry at ten to Washington. You stole my curveball from you. Did you just listen to the Corey podcast we did on the draft deck with Albert? No, I can, only, I can only stuff? handle so much of you in a week. Yeah, I I understand. Trust me. Um, I, I did the same exact one. Um, Okay, I don't want to. Put, I don't know where Blake Wesley would go, so I'm going to change my answer. But I do think he's going to shock everyone. Jalen Williams to Cleveland, maybe at 14, or Usman Jang at eight is my. Oh, at eight, that feels at eight. Yep. Wow. You want to? You want? You want the Josh Primo experience was a. I, I was on I, my I'm couch and screamed at the top of my lungs like, "Wow!" It was just like <laughs> I was shocked. I literally was screamed that loud, and it was. 
not fake. It was just complete awe. I was like, whoa. And then, so yeah, if Zhang went eight, I'd probably do that. But I've also heard he's got some fans at eight. So I've heard he's got some fans everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard he's got a lot of fans. He's got a lot of fans. (laughs) Um, Okay. Um, Then my my Santi Aldama. I'm going to say Caleb Houston at 22 to Memphis. I'm going to say Andrew Nimhard at 30. Ooh, I like it. 30. Yeah. Who's at 30? 30 to Denver. Denver? Hmm. That seems like a Denver pick. Why? Because he gives them a rotation guy that just plays good basketball for, you know, 27 years. <laughs> <laughs> I love Nem Hart. He's going to be just fair. such a good pro. He's just going to be like a yes. Yeah, he, he's going to be like this year's version of Tyus Jones. Um, yeah, and I I adore Tyus Jones. I think he's so freaking good. But he's going to be this just absolute ideal backup for ten to twelve years. And yeah, he's going to no play one's play ever, series. No one's 18. ever going to recognize anything he does, yep. right. and he's going to get paid a rookie deal, and then probably a mid level, and then like. 10 million a year for four years on his third yeah. contract. And people are going to look and be like, he's making how much? It's like, yeah. Cause he's good. Exactly. Um, gosh, who do I want to talk about? Who else do you got? Who do you want to talk oh, about? God, I mean, okay. So here I, I got an idea. Yeah. All right. I, I have a theory today. Okay. I like theories. Um, and I'm not reporting anything aggregate them but i'm connecting some dots and you're gonna like this one. Oh, um i think i think if matherin and dyson daniels who new orleans is reportedly very high on both of those and i saw a report that said they might try to move back if both of them are gone, which it's trending, like it probably going to happen if Portland goes that direction at seven, mm-hmm. which Sharp's getting some more steam there. But let's say Portland takes Daniels and Indiana takes Matherin. I think Mr. Presti's going to go up to eight oh, and take Johnny Davis. <sighs> Now, I'm not, I haven't gotten told anything. I've just been reading a lot of stuff. I've been spec, I've been trying to connect dots. This is what I love to do. I love to read because everyone hints stuff. Everyone mm-hmm. leaves some breadcrumbs and, and all you got to do is just know where to look. And, and I'm not saying it's going to happen. Probably won't, but I'm just, that's my idea is if, if Presty left with Chet at two, he trades up from 12 to get to eight. And gets, you know, Johnny Davis. Like, that's a heck of a combo. And then um, New Orleans might drop back and say, hey, either uh, we get Zhang at 12 or AJ Griffin's still there, maybe, or Sohan, or, you know, another nice piece. Like, I, I, I just could see that because New Orleans is not in a position where they're like, they might be like, hey, we love two guys. Everyone mm-hmm. else, we're kind of have them low on our board. Let's go back and, and still be not uh, attached to this. So I don't know. 
That's my hot so, take. So why would, you know, I'm just picking your brain here. Why would they go for Johnny instead of Shaden Sharp, who's been linked there a lot? Um, is that just, is the Shaden Sharp to OKC just noise? Because so rarely does OKC actually get linked with anyone? Yeah, I, I I think it's noise. Is that so? Are you kind of treating that like I'm treating all these trade scenarios with Sacramento, where it's like it's just noise to distract from what they're actually going to do? I think it's noise. No one knows what Pressy's doing. I mean, it's like trying to say that we know what Kawhi Leonard's thinking. No one knows. It, it, Kawhi Leonard doesn't even know. Like, so everyone being like, "Oh, he really wants Sharp." A couple weeks ago, I was like. Why? Because Presti has 900 draft picks in the next five years, and we're just like, suggesting that he wants to be like, oh, let me let me draft a guy that could be really raw just to get Victor. No, no, I'm not buying it. Um, I, I love Johnny there. Well, I, I just I I, love Johnny almost anywhere, but I think that's the one no one's thinking of right now. I think if Presti said, hey, I'm going to leave with Chet, and then I'm going to get um, another dog and Johnny Davis. And then you leave with, like, you have some really fun backcourt youth to grow with. Shea, Giddy, Johnny Davis, and Chet. My fucking goodness. That is fun. That's nastiness. That is intangibles. That team will run through a wall every night, even if you're kicking their ass. They will They will still be coming right at you. And, and I think that's what – those are the guys you – you insert that combination of Chet and Johnny, that is a spark plug to your organization. That is like a, hey, okay, we, we got some some warriors here that are going to fight, and, and I don't know. I, I'm just – me and you God. have been puzzled about the Johnny idea, and I'm like, someone's going to believe in it. Someone's going to go get him, and I'm, I'm starting to think it might be Presty. And like I said, I'm not, I'm not suggesting anything. I'm just looking at the board, and I'm like, this makes a lot of sense. And it was all from me seeing that New Orleans is really high on those two guys. And I was like, well, if they're gone and they trade out, who goes up? And I was like, I don't think Washington's going up. Um, if anything, I think Washington's going out. We, we yeah. saw all the Brogdon rumors, whatever. Um, and I still, I saw, I think Gavoni said that's not going to be for that pick. He said the Knicks are talking about trading 11 for Brogdon, which I was like, oh boy, Albert Nick. Sorry, Sorry, Albert and Alex, you're in our purse. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I, I'm just speculating. Yeah, and my, my hot take for the top 10 is that Johnny goes to the Pacers. Um, but you God, it, this it, one. It, it, if, if the Thunder roster Trey Mann and Johnny Davis, I might just have to move there and get season tickets. Um, God, I'll go it, with you. We can go just, for a season. <laughs> I'm in. All right. Is, is there anything else that's – just really bugging you that you need to get off your chest that you want to ask about, or do you want to dive into listener questions? Um, I'm trying to get some buzz out there. What buzz have I heard? Chicago has been rumored to go. Chicago has been really rumored to go up. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know what, but I've heard them a lot. I've heard them trying to get in the top 10. I've heard them, trying to just go up. I, I, I still wonder if maybe they're going to try to call Charlotte and get one of those. Cause I think they're trying to get a big, what else? Um, I have no idea. Metcalf. I, I, I think Atlanta is up to something. 
I don't know what they're going to do or who they're going to bite. Um, Zach Lowe today was talking about he thinks San Antonio is a sneaky team to try to go up, and I was Ooh, like, gosh, yeah, I'm that... glad you brought them up because yeah. Dejounte Murray came up a lot. I'm very confused by that. I was literally about to drive my car into a pole. Kidding, kidding. And I was like, "What? Why are we talking about Giante? Like, why? Why does? Why was? Why were they saying like he's now? Oh, like we could just trade for Giante. I was like, "What? Also, yeah, it's Dejounte. 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 Someone called yes. me out early in the year for pronouncing it wrong, and they've had real estate in my head ever since. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I really am sorry that I've been pronouncing it wrong. Um, yeah. Well, and so one of the trades was D'Angelo Russell and two future first for Murray. And uh, yes, please, I will do that immediately. Um, but I, what what confused me so much was why he was even brought up at all. And I'm, you know, obviously they're not saying that he's available or they're shopping him, but they were like pretty adamant about don't be surprised if the Spurs do something. And that would be the one name that I figured was off the table for them. I, I I heard that and I was like, excuse my French. I was like, no fucking chance. I was just like, no, why? And I was it like, you just found out lot. you have a point guard. Like, why? Why is the first off season now you're going to trade him? Um, because when they suggested that deal to Minnesota, I almost like called you. I was going to be like, <laughs> did you hear this? Like, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyone would do that. <laughs> Four first? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, like I'm um, trying to call Pop all day. He won't pick up my, <laughs> my call. No, but I, I don't know. It, it was just, that's one of those two that you hear that and you're like, okay, guys, everyone put the bottle down. We're, we're drinking way too much Kool-Aid right now. I don't, I don't know. If it happens on draft night, I'm going to lose my crap. But I didn't, it made no sense to me. It made sense speculating like maybe they can move up. Um, but like, I was like, well, you've just been drafting all these guys and you finally figure out you have a point guard. Like why is the first thing you're going to do is trade them and go back three steps, you know? Right. Um, yeah, that one was wild. So I'm not trying to just only be talking about that, but I'm looking at the board and that just remind me um, of it. I saw a rumor today about Milwaukee or that's what Gavoni said about Milwaukee trying to trade up for Mark Williams. And I almost cried because I was like, he's going to ruin my life for the next 15 years. Isn't he? Yeah. Um, so yeah, Golden State sounds like they're. I, I think Golden State's gonna trade their pick. That's just right. Connecting dots, a billion dollars for their roster. Yes. Um. I, I, that's all I got. So you want to get after it, these cool. fans' questions? Yeah, yeah. We, we we got a bunch of good ones. Um, we had a lot of good ones. I'm really pumped about these. I'll try to sprinkle yeah. in anything I've been hearing with this stuff. I promise. Um, so. Yeah, so I just just first one, we kind of talked about it already, but it's from our, our guys at Thunder Chats. Uh, with all the reports of OKC trying to move from 12 um, to 7 or 8, who would you think is the best target? Or do you think they should even look to trade up at all with someone who could be very high, um, potentially falling to 12? So we, we talked about Johnny. I think both of us are super high on Johnny. Um, I really like Johnny there. Um, if they did trade up, I mean, Sharp's a name, but I would almost just rather wait at 12 to see if he fell. Um, otherwise, like maybe AJ Griffin at eight, but I don't know. Is there anyone for you? I've heard AJ's trending towards still. Yeah, he's not trending up. He's trending right. down. Um, I, I, I think I think with that 12th pick, they're going to eye 
Sohan, Zhang. I'm telling you right now, I think the wild card's Johnny. I think it's going to yep. be Johnny Davis. So I think if they trade a trade up, it's because they're nervous that Zhang won't be there, which he might not be there, which is just unreal. Um, yeah. That's how hot his stock has been. It, it's a weird position for them. Like, I, I don't think they're going to take Chet and then take like Mark Williams. No. Um, oh God, that'd be fun. It'd be really fun. But like, I think if you're going up, it's got to be for Johnny Sohan. I don't know, Metcalf. Like, I guess Zhang. If you're just yeah. thinking like Zhang's, if I don't know, if if New Orleans wasn't in love with Zhang and they want him and they think San Antonio might take him, maybe that's what you're doing. But right, um, I'm sticking to my Johnny conspiracy theory. I hope I get it right because then I'm. <laughs> gonna go buy lottery tickets but what about you what do you think um so i mean, it really seems like jang is gonna be gone by the time 12 comes around so it jang or johnny would be the two guys that make sense otherwise you know just staying put at you know and maybe going sohan at 12 if he falls a couple spots um but god i yeah, it's I, tough. It, it is because you know I I have Matherin lower, but he's going to go before twelve or probably eight at this point. Um, yeah, so I, it, it seems like if if they have if they want two of their top six guys or whatever, and only two of them are left at seven or eight, and they're sitting at twelve, they're going to have to move up to probably get them. And it seems like. Jang or Johnny might be those names because every mock in the world has Johnny going to the Wizards at 10 um, because they get to that spot and realize they haven't put Johnny anywhere. And it's like, oh, well, he should be gone by now. So let's just put him on Washington. And all the reports are, or rumors at least, are that Jang has a lot of fans. So he's got some promise that I don't think he's going to be there. So, right. so it might, it might it could be them at 12. Yeah. Yeah, or it yeah. could be Cleveland. someone right behind him, Cleveland, or something yeah. like that. Here's here's what happens. Like that, I think Presti goes to work and tries to go up. Um, say it goes Jabari to, at one, Chet, Paulo. Um, I, I I'll just say Ivy, Murray, and uh, Matherin, Matherin, and then this is where it gets nuts. And then Sharp. If Sharp goes to Portland and you're looking at, you know, um, Dyson and, and AJ and Sharp, I, I mean, Dyson, AJ, Johnny, then I could see him being like, we're going up. And, and even if Daniels went earlier or something like that. But if Sharp goes to Portland and, and throws kind of a curveball where the board's stacked, then I could see um, Presti trying to trade up. So. All right, well, kind of feeding into that similar range. Uh, next question is, and just I apologize for any and all pronunciation errors. Oh, gosh, um, I can't wait for you to mess these up. <laughs> so I, t- Ty Jagger or Jagger maybe? Um, yeah, Ty. Ty's a good guy. Uh, what What are the best and worst fits for the Spurs among some of the prospects around ninth overall? Oh, here we go, Metcalf. Here we go. Um 
Give me your worst fit. Oh, worst fit. Um, Malachi Branham, uh, Shade and Sharp. I don't really like there at all. What? You said Branham is your worst fit? I thought we liked Branham there like a month ago. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. He he just feels a little redundant with what they have at this point for me. Um, I guess worst is aggressive. Shane Sharp is probably my least favorite fit there. Um, I don't know. I, I I like a lot of the guys who will probably be there for them. I honestly like a lot of them. Um, my favorite fit, I, I, I don't care what anyone says. I like Johnny Davis there. And I like Mark Williams there. And it's rich for Mark Williams, but I cannot get that idea. And Sohan, those are my favorite ideas. I still like Duren there. I, I still, yeah. I keep hearing Duren's not getting out of lottery, but no one can figure out who's going to take him. Right. But um, that's the buzz I've heard because he ain't getting out of lottery, but no one knows who's going to take him. And I was like, that's, that's a because it's it's a tough draft for him and Mark because if you don't go to a couple teams in the lottery, you're gonna go later and you think like then mm-hmm. all of a sudden Chicago opens up and it's gonna be interesting. Um, yeah, and I, I I love Johnny there. I love I really like AJ Griffin there. I like Dyson Daniels. I like Duran, Mark Williams. Uh, I even like Jang, even though I think he's gonna be a disaster. As a rookie, uh, long term, I like him there. I like Sohan there. So I, I definitely think the positives for them at nine on who's probably going to be there uh, definitely outweigh the negatives. Yeah, there's not there, there's not a lot of guys I don't like there. Um, I just weirdly I, I I I weirdly like the Sohan or Johnny. Yeah, I think they got a shot to get Johnny. But we'll All right. See. Uh, Next up from Antonio Diaz, uh, who would you guys pick for Miami at 27, given their current roster and its flaws? So sounds a, l- a little more like draft for fit instead of upside. Um, although I, I, I don't think those are necessarily mutually exclusive. Where are you leaning? I can't get Max Christie out of my head there. <laughs> um. I still like Justin Lewis there. I still like Max Christie there. You're never going to quit that one. No. Keels, Justin Lewis, Max Christie. Um, the P.J. Tucker news was very interesting. I was like, well, okay. Um, so I don't know. But the, the, the team's going to be interesting. Like, are they going to try to move their pick? Um, what's going to happen with Duncan Robinson? Are, are they going to look to – I don't know. Miami does a great job of seeing talent and unlocking it. When even if it's like undrafted, they're so good in getting yeah. undrafted guys. Um, I like. I still like Max Christie there a lot. Metcalf, I, yeah. I really do. And I know some people might not say it's like an immediate need for them, but I just I think they could unlock a dog if they got him. What about you? Yeah. Um, Max Christie, Christian Brown, um, I really like. Uh, Trevor Keels, you said. I love the Peyton Watson idea there. Yeah. Um, I, I think you, that he would just help them defensively uh, pretty quickly. Um, and then, you know, we, we, 
we both think that he has a lot more to his game than he was allowed to show or got to show this year. So I, I just, I love that idea long-term for them. He may not do much immediately, um, but they're willing to give guys chances in the regular season. And if you perform, you get a spot. If you don't, well, back to the developmental track. So um, that, the, I, I just love that, that one. I really I, do. I love the Peyton Watson in Miami. I go, I, I do go ahead. All right, next up from Gardner the Goat. Uh, you're really going to enjoy this one. Um, what differentiates Chet from guys like Bull Bull, Mo Bamba, James Wiseman, Darko, Bryant Reeves, Thon Maker, and Sam Bowie? Um, Sam Bowie pretty much broke his leg like 49 times before he got drafted. Um, Bull Bull pretty much had the opposite of a good medical um, when it came to his frame. What else? Yeah, Brian well, Reeves so and Chet difference is about two hundred pounds. Um, I also like. Can we leave Brian Big Country out of that mix, please? <laughs> I saw that. I saw that list, and I was like, whoa, 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 Brian Reeves. Why did we get Big Country involved in this legend? Memphis or Vancouver Grizzly legend? Um, so I, I think the common theme there is the medicals. Yeah. Chet has he hasn't had any serious injuries ever. Ever. So no, I get that he's skinny. I don't care. We've I been over this a million yeah. times. He's never had injury issues. Issues. Um, Darko was super immature and not ready for the culture shock. Uh, James Wiseman, injury concerns. Mo Bamba had injuries. Um, I, I guess not coming into the year, but as a as a rookie, Bull Bull, awful medical. Sam Bowie, like you said, awful medical. Jet, none of those issues. I don't know if I was a scout or a GM and I took Darko to join the bad boy Pistons. And I don't know if I could ever get over that because I understand he was talented, but Melo just seemed like he was the perfect fit for that team. Like or he would come in and been like, Bosch. yeah, or Bosch. Any of them. <laughs> um, but Hey, I, you know, I never root for the bus, but it was just so funny looking back because I was like, the team was so damn nasty. If they draft Melo, they might win three more titles. Yes, like one of these things is not like the others. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a good, that's a funny question. Um, my short answer would be a lot. So, <laughs> all of, all of it. Con Air, you know. All right. good. <laughs> Next up from uh, Clutch City, Uruguay. Um, if you were Houston's GM, who would you pick at 17 and 26? 17 and 26, you know, Hmm. So I, I don't, I would be surprised if they make both these picks. I think I would be packaging both of them to try to go up. Agreed. The problem is you have to throw a, a fish line and then you also got to hook them. Um, so if they package, let just hypothetically package both those to move up to fourteen to Cleveland for Cleveland. Oh, to to fourteen in Cleveland. Yeah. Um, Houston, Houston. What would we what would we targeting there? Let's. See. I have no idea. Ochai. But... And if I'm Cleveland, I just take Ochai. Yeah, I would too. Um. But maybe Cleveland thinks Ochai falls. Uh, Mark Williams? 
Playing with Bencaro? Start the revolution? Just Mark Williams, super pumped to clean up all of Paulo's defensive mistakes for another decade. Hey, you know, best friends ever. Um, I don't know. It would be very interesting. Um, but let's just stay with yeah. the question. We're, we're, okay, so we're at Paulo's. 1726. I would be, you know what? I would be trying to get, this is without knowing all the background and interviews. I would be trying to get Tari Eason um, yeah. at, at 17. I think that would be great value. Yep. 26. Six. Oof. So 26, I was thinking maybe like a swing on Bryce McGowan's or trying to kind of bolster some of that defense that they are severely lacking with Christian Coloco. Yeah, I mean. Hmm. Or even taking a swing on, you know, a guy who's a little more raw and needs a little more time to develop in Ishmael Kamigate. Um, and I, I know you're a little lower, but I, I'm, I'm even, I don't know if he'd be there, but like even Walker Kessler would make some sense for me there. I still uh, like, I need those reports to stop or these yeah. mock drafts, stop putting him in Minnesota. I'm going to lose my I, uh, fucking mind. I didn't want to bring it up to you because I thought this would exactly happen. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I, no, no, you're fine. No, like 20. Yeah. 26. I, I mean, I would probably try to get a big or I would try to be getting like a, just like you're saying, some defensive nastiness. Like, cause I, I still think highly of Josh Christopher for next year. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I, I like your idea of like Bryce McGowan's kind of rolling the dice there to get even some more depth in the wings. Like I'm not just saying this, but like even, I don't want Justin Lewis in Houston. That's not really good. No, sorry. Trevor Keels, oh, it's not bad. Maybe roll on the dice on like Kendall Brown. I don't hate Musa. Oh God. Oh. Hey, God. If he goes that, I'm I'm changing my answer from earlier from Santiago Dama Award to um, I, I'm changing Musa. It to Musa. Yeah, someone's gonna do. He's gonna, he's gonna be a first. But talking about him, I'm very excited Houston, for him to now I don't, not be. I don't know if he'd go in Houston, especially if it's Akari Eason and Paulo, because that all of a sudden, but. I think they need to get someone else like Garuba. I'm still excited for year two. They need to get someone else that's just going to play with their hair on fire, but be good defense. And that's why I also do like Coloco. Like I like your idea of Coloco there because get kind of a combo where it's like you can play Coloco for the defensive purposes and rotate him with Shangoon depending on rotation. Yeah, I like that. So, um, and I am lower on Kamagate, but it would make some sense there. I just, are you taking another Garuba? Are you taking any Garuba that's two inches taller? Like that's 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 where I can yeah. see them being like, eh. So yeah, for sure. Um, I'll go with yeah, I'll go with Eason. I think's probably a great bet there. I still like yeah. the Bryce McGowan's, but just get a just get another player. You got to yeah. keep building that roster. Don't don't draft for fit. Yep. And um, the- Houston Houston's up something. They're they're not um i'd be surprised if they made both those i don't think they're gonna have three picks i think they're gonna package go ahead all right next up uh from dr clam medicine mollusk yes Uh, thank you doc (laughs) which player is the best actualized version of the top four jabari with self-creation slash mid-range shot uh palo with lockdown d chet with a lowry style dump truck or ivy as an ambi turner I, I I feel like this is pretty easy. Go ahead. 
Paolo. Yeah. Yeah. Like his biggest weakness is that he just doesn't try on for half the game. And if you turn that into an all NBA defender, now we're talking about like a top five player ever. Yeah. It's not that he can't defend for everyone that's, let's, you know, let's throw that one out. He just needs to lock in. Yeah. If he can just lock in, Paulo can hold more than his own, but, um, you know, he hasn't had to, he's had Mark Williams saving the day. Who's Superman (laughs) in our hearts. Next Metcalf. Was that your one too? Yeah, I, I would say Paulo. Okay. I don't want to uh, imagine Chet Holmgren with the Lowry dump truck. I don't want to go down that <laughs> it, road it made me laugh, but it wouldn't change his game at all. Yeah. If anything, it might make it worse. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, th- this one should get a little spicy. Uh, besides Chet's body, uh, which information about draft prospect do you think is most overblown by the draft community? Besides Chet's body, what information is most overblown by the draft community? Good question. Um, maybe Johnny Davis can't shoot. Mark Williams can't move. Um, I'm trying to just yeah. So I'm like I the, a lot of them in my head right now. The the. Mark Williams' lack of mobility doesn't make sense to me. Um, Johnny Davis's inefficiency, I have ranted about that at least a dozen times in the last month um, and written 2,500 words on it. So go check those out. I don't need to be repeating myself. Um, And then Jaden Ivey's, or the Jaden Ivey can only succeed with the ball. I that has gained so much steam recently and it makes zero sense. He plays so well off ball. Um, I think he's fine off ball. I think he can play on ball. The on ball stuff obviously gives credence to the upside and the intrigue with him is being a top four guy, but the off ball stuff makes him a legitimate guy who, or a guy who can legitimately play right away. Jaden Ivy off ball. Keegan Murray's too old. Um, Johnny Davis can't shoot. Um, Mark Williams can't move. Ochai Obagi's too old. Um, where else do I go? I had one more. Kennedy Chandler's too small. I think yeah. those are all my favorite ones. I'm trying to find another one for the kicker. Uh, I got no other ones. Yeah. Um, no, I think those are the main ones. Yeah, I, I think Keegan's one that's pissed me off the most because I understand the age factor, but I don't think when you're evaluating guys, you try to find one thing to 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 lean on as a weakness. And I think when you get to that, it's lazy. Find, give me something else. Like because mm-hmm. if I go, okay, what else? Then a lot of people would shut up. A lot of people are like, uh, uh, you know, I'm like he was a sophomore. What the hell did you expect of him? Like. <laughs> He's a sophomore in college. Can he help that he was a year older? Than, like, shut up. So, I, <laughs> go ahead. And right, I go, also, I, Kenny Chandler's going to be a damn good basketball player. I'm so convinced on that. I, every time I watch him, I'm like, I don't, I don't fucking care that he's small. The, the guy can play. He plays his ass off defensively. He's a pest. I love him. So, I'm going to strike out on that one. I'm going, I'm going to war for Kennedy. Kennedy, if you watch this, I love you. That, that, that question was from Kate Campbell. Um, Thank you, next, Kate. Next up from Navi Bar. 
Uh, apologies Neat. on pronunciation again. Yeah, um, Metcalf screwed that one up too. Yeah, well, f- feel free to read a name every <laughs> sorry, now. Sorry, sorry. All right, sorry. Uh, <laughs> really. who is the prospect that if he got drafted late in the second would put a smile on your face? Oh, boy. Um, oh, well, late in the second is a tricky question because does that mean we're disappointed he got drafted late or we weren't expecting him to get drafted? I, I think it's a, a guy that we don't necessarily think will get drafted, but if he does, we're going to be pumped about it. Ooh, this is a good one. Um, Man, that guy. Where are we at? Someone I, gave us a negative review for uh, the mouse clicks. Yes, I saw you. So I keep <laughs> muting myself every time I'm going to click the mouse. So sorry if I don't respond on time. I'm trying to be better, guys. How dare you? God, that was a really nasty one. Yeah. Like, I, I want to... What did he say? Stop with the mouse click. He wants the mouse clicks. Click, I want to drive through a wall, or I want to put my head through a wall. And I was about to be like, click, 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 click. <laughs> um, all right. So I, I think my answer to this is I kind of think he might get drafted at this point, but Khalifa Diop or Khalifa Job. Um, really like big fan Khalifa? of this. Yeah, I like him a lot. And Wiz? I I, 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 I was intrigued by him. Like, it was a two years ago when he kind of first became eligible, um, but he was super raw. I, I think he's just improved a lot on both ends of the floor. So I, I, I would, I'd be thrilled to see him get drafted. Um, Kenneth Lofton, mm-hmm. probably up there for me. Scotty Pippen, probably there. Um, sort of intrigued with Tyrese Martin, although I think he might be a, more of a two-way guy. Kai Soto. Okay, <laughs> before you get into because I would just realize I am in for a world of hurt right now. <laughs> like, I better enjoy my last night. <laughs> I would get 17 notifications the moment after the pick was announced. Um, <laughs> all right, that, that, <laughs> that's, that's all. I, I, w- I would say Kenneth Lofton would be a pretty yeah. cool story. Yeah, that's a really good one. All right, uh, next up, the, the two pointers podcast. Um, two pointers. Is the Hornets' best move on draft night to trade or stay put? Uh, my my first answer to that is go back a couple episodes and listen to our conversation with James Plywright, uh covering everything Hornets. And I think it would make a lot of sense to trade. Um, I think they should use both those picks to move up um, or out and get a player who can help them right away. I'm going to be different. I think they should keep them both. I think they should leave with the Mark Williams, Ochai doubleheader and profit. I don't know. I, I I don't know what that pick's getting. Yeah, I've no idea. I don't think it's getting Miles Turner. Um, so you're going to have to package some stuff with that pick. Um, so then you're losing assets, even if you're thinking like that's something they want to trade. Um, someone today suggested like they need to trade someone to re-sign sign Miles Bridges. I think that's not technically correct because Keith Smith, um, who does fantastic CBA stuff, he was like, that's not correct. They can re-sign Miles without trading anyone. Um, I'm not saying I have the expertise on that, but Keith's usually pretty 
awesome with that stuff. Um, I would keep both. Yeah. Get two upperclassmen. Get two guys. Just but they're old. So am I. <laughs> I'm fucking kicking ass still. I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I I don't know. I, I'm just being different. Uh, I think they're going to try to trade one of them. I just... I hate when teams trade, like, bro, we can't take this. We want to get a vet. And then they trade for, like, something where you're like, why? You could have gotten that in the draft or in a better pick in the draft. Like, ugh. So, I don't know. We'll All see. Right. Next up from Coach Roach or Coach Roche, if you're feeling fancy. Uh, who Coach, makes sense for the Raptors at 33? I love this pick. I love this question because I, I am watching that Raptors selection like a hawk. So my, my my immediate go-to every time is Christian Coloco. Um Coloco I, I think he I think he's dangerously underrated at this point. If Coloco's there, I don't think they'll pass him up. He's perfect. Um he's the perfect developmental piece. Musa, the Abate to the Raptors would be a dangerous world for the North. The North would fall in love with him really quick. Him and Scotty Barnes would be playing with their hair on fire. Every what about game. Peyton Watson? I would think they would jump all over that i i think they would a hundred percent like i if they took peyton watson i might just do the biggest like fist pump ever for raptors fans because that is get him there that is the developmental piece you just put him in a tank like wolverine and let him develop and all of a sudden just unleash him in year two or something and Woo! Him and Scotty Barnes together on the court. My goodness. Um, anyone else, Metcalf? You're thinking of? Um, I, th- I thought Ryan Rollins could be intriguing. Yeah, they're in a really good spot. They're they're gonna get something. Wendell Moore, maybe. I think he still will go in the first. But Caleb Houston, if he's not Caleb going in Houston, the first. Trevor Keels, like Justin they're Lewis. they're gonna get someone that falls. Yeah, I I, I think they'll have a lot of really interesting opportunities not for a star but just to kind of add some yes. depth at a bunch of different positions so all right next up from shea media rank these players off of how polarizing they are Jaden hardy jeremy sohan tari eason polarizing they are do you have your so, answer yeah so i think i'm gonna go tari then hardy then sohan um i think most people kind of have Sohan at least in the lottery. Um, and then some have top five or higher. Uh, Hardy, it seems like a lot of people are kind of settling in with him at least top 25. Um, and then you have the the few outliers who have him like top seven. Um, Tari, I've seen as high as five and as low as like second round. Um so I, I, I think there is a wide gap in kind of how Tari is being viewed right now and how people are reacting to, you know, all, all of these pre-draft leaks or rumblings or whatever. I'd probably go Tari. I'd probably go Sohan and then Hardy. Um, really? You think Sohan's more polarizing? A little, just because I, I get... He's his stock has been unreal throughout the whole project process. He's just on fire. Um, I think teams are really obsessed with the idea that he can be, and he's really good defender. Like he's got, he's got the 
potential to be a heck of an asset. Like every single fan base mm-hmm. will be like jealous of, of what Sohan can be for a team. He, you know what he has? He has the potential to be a copycat player where every team's trying to find an ex Sohan to, to almost like make that impact. I think we're also banking a lot on the shot. The shot is the swing skill. Like if it doesn't click, it's like, okay, well he's still gonna make an impact, but is that if the shot never came around Metcalf and you took him eighth, would you feel good still? <sighs> I, I'm just hypothetical. I'm just saying like, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just because of what he can impact still. Yeah. Cause I, 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 I've said it a bunch with him, but I, you know, I guess maybe at eight, maybe, maybe not because that's I'm not I'm sure saying. he'll it's ever be like able a, to fulfill yeah. that potential. Um, Cause he's one of these guys where he needs other pieces around him mm-hmm. and then he makes their games better. Um, so I, if, if he goes super early, he may not have the opportunity to do that at right. least for a while. Um, I, yeah, I, I, but I kind of, he went eight. Was that the New Orleans, New Orleans? I, I, I love him there. Yeah. I, I'm just saying like going right. to no, 10. Um, but, and I just, you know, I just, Wrote a piece on Jaden Hardy at NoSailingsNBA.com. Go ahead. It's free. See, I'm doing Metcalf's job now. Um, subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. I I think Hardy's going to go late. I'm not too worried about him. Yeah. I, I watched him again last night. I watched the beginning of the year. I watched the end of the year. It's a completely different player. It's yeah. just a completely different player. And, and it's everything you want to see from a young guard that's been thrown to the wolves. He, he got thrown to the wolves. He didn't back down. He kept trying. And then the end of the year, you saw everything slowing down. I, I think he's going to go to a playoff team. I think he's going to steal. I think so. I'm a little biased because I still think highly of him. Um, where did I have him? I mean, I'm talking like, you know, I still have him right outside my lottery. I think I, I got him at 16. So yeah. I like him a lot. I think he might go in the 20s. But um, to me, I just get it. So I guess it's not that polarizing to me. I think preseason hype is the stupidest thing ever because we put this expectations on these players that like then they, they they're not idiots they see it too like oh i'm getting projected as a top five pick and then all of a sudden they get thrown a rude awakening and you crush their confidence so i don't know all right uh next up uh cj fraud i see your question i refuse to read it go blue no uh, i want to read it i want you to read it because <laughs> I, I laughed the hardest when that ki- question came in i was like we have to make back no i'll read it if you don't want to read it i'll read it okay um you can read the next one and then i'll go back and read that no it's fine that. i got it pulled up all right all right does the fact that ohio state will have its two draft prospects drafted much higher than michigan's two two prospects confirm that ohio state is a significantly better program than Michigan. You're a clown. I know you're just doing that to get under my skin. And you're wrong. <laughs> I love that question so much. I it, made just, it, made, it made me laugh. It made me laugh. I laughed so hard. So thank you, CJ. <laughs> okay. Oh, um, good. Jordan Bub, uh, he asked a bunch. Um, I'm just going to kind of big picture it. Um, one, he asked if the Knicks should trade up for Ivy to four. Uh, should they? Yes. Uh, do they have anything to do it with? No. Um, yeah. Then just, here's my question. Is RJ, do you want to trade RJ Barrett for right. it? Cause every Knicks fan saying, will we give up the, the future pick next year to get to four? No, you're going to have to give up way more going from 11. To four. You got to convince the other team to go to 11. So, I mean, it costs a lot to move up. Like, especially outside of the top 10. I, I, I 
depends on how you feel about RJ. Yep. Um, and then just what, who are some of your kind of favorite targets for them at 11 um, and then in the second round at 42 and then as like potential UDFA guys. Good. Good Lord. At calf. Um, so I, I, do, do you need a second? No. Um, my favorite targets. He ain't going to be there anymore. Matherin. Um I'll say Johnny, AJ at 11. Uh, Branham. Agreed on all three. Jalen Duran and Mark Williams. That's my list for them. I think cool. I think they're going to take a big. That's my hot take. All right, at second round, like forty-four ish. I think they are forty-four. You got to give answers too. I just said I agreed on all, um, all of those. Forty-two. Sorry. Forty-two. Forty-two. I, I, I know that's a completely different range for you, so I apologize for throwing you off there. Um, uh, Justin Lewis, Wendell Moore. I don't think he's there. No. Nembhard, I'd be shocked if he's there now. Um, I think Jabari Walker's an interesting Jabari would be a nice piece there. Julian Champagny, maybe, if they, depending on what they do it. Um, I said, it might be a little early, though. No, I mean, I don't know. I kind of think he'll be gone by then, but Montero, um, just kind of based on my board, he'll be gone by then, though, right? I think if they took a wing, I would take Musa there. Yeah. If they took a wing at 12 or 11, I would think Musa would be a great little addition for that team. Kamigate. I don't think those guys are going to be ah, it's crazy because I could see them being there easily. Um, I think Wendell Moore is your dream. Yeah. Undrafted yeah, sure. guys. Woo. Here we go. Tevin Brown's the first name that jumps up for me. Um, Vince Williams. You know, I'm just kind of looking at guys who potentially pr- provide more off ball shooting. And if they spark, it could be, you know, kind of a home run. Um, even a guy like Jaden Shackelford, I really like. Aminu Muhammad, maybe. Um, he's kind of a Jay Sean Tate type of guard. Um, if the shot ever comes around, there's a lot to like there, but that's a huge if. Gabe Brown for me mm. probably be there. Um, I think Isaiah Mobley still deserves to get drafted, but someone would be very smart to throw him a two-way because I think him spending some time in the G League could potentially get a serious haul for some team because he's just a heck of a smart player that doesn't need to score a ton to get an impact. Orlando Robinson, maybe. Um, uh, Jules Bernard will be an interesting G League guy to kind of keep an eye on. I think that's all I really got yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, next up from Arshad Delon. Again, apologies on pronunciation. Uh, there's been so much talk about Portland trading the seventh pick, but what happens if they actually stay there and make the pick? Um, who would you want to see? I think our top, we kind of talked about it earlier. Um, I think our top two are probably Shaden or Dyson. I think Shaden's getting some buzz there. I think that's the, I think Shaden and Duran are the, um, the wild cards there. I still think Dyson would be too intriguing to pass it up for them. I think they're going to love Keegan Murray. I don't think he's going to be there. But I think Shaden 
the Shaden thing's been interesting because some people have said he's looked bad in workouts. Some people have said he's looked good. I've heard he's looked, but meh. I've heard he hasn't looked good. Um, and then I think Gavoni reported he looked good in Portland's workout with Lillard watching, and Lillard's a fan, and that's the little breadcrumb to pay attention to. Because if Lillard's on board, then it's hard to pass that up at seven. Um, and I do like that fit, like in a weird way. I'd like him being around Damian Lillard. <laughs> this would be a pretty good guy to be around. So I don't know. Um, what about you, Metcalf? Yeah, and it, it, it would probably be Dyson would be my number one for them. Yeah, um, me too. I, I think Duran makes a lot of sense. And, and Sharp's the ultimate upside swing. If Dame's on board, cool. You have one of the best mentors for the kid. Um, and if Dame ends up asking out, then you get a lot for Dame to kind of pair with this home run swing of a teenager uh, that you have in Sharp. So I, it makes a lot of sense if Sharp ends up going there. Um, next up from Joseph Dames, uh whispers that the Bulls may be packaging Kobe White and 18 as their world, that they are actually trying to move up for a better pick. Which team would even be interested in that? Who would they want? They've been very, they've been a popular name. Um, yeah. I've heard everything. I've heard them trying to get in the top 10. I've heard them just trying to go up. I think they're trying to get a big. I, I think they really are. Um, I think Vuk's up for a contract extension or he, he either wants one. That's probably an eye-opener. Um, they're probably trying to sell high on Kobe White, um, you know, get something for him. I don't know. I, I don't know what team they are, but like Chicago's been a name that you just keep hearing a lot. Um, there's going to be someone that shakes things up. I think Chicago's probably in that mm-hmm. mix of they don't really love the spot they're in, so they're trying to either go up or, or make something happen to get another asset. Be interesting to see. Um, what, what would you think, Metcalf? Um, yeah, and we, we've both heard that they're looking or they're trying to be active. Um, and if they went a big, if they just swapped with Chicago and gave him Kobe white and, and, you know, pulled Mark Williams. Um, I who are you really, saying swaps with who you said uh, Chicago swaps with Chicago. So I oh, sorry, I, I meant Cleveland at 14. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so then Cleveland gets Kobe white. They, you know, get another score in their backcourt. Um, only move back a couple spots and potentially get one of those kind of more seasoned guys who can help contribute say, Ochai falls a little bit. Um, Dalen Terry's there, you know, Jalen Williams is there. Who knows? Um, I think there's still a lot of intriguing options for them there. And then Chicago gets one of the best defensive bigs in this class. I, I still think if you're a Bulls fan, the dream is to somehow you leave with Mark Williams. Um, yeah. That would be my favorite thing for them. And I, I think if they could get that. Um, and then they can leave Tari Eason or EJ Lid- Liddell alone. Yeah, exactly. That's what Metcalf's rooting for. But... Completely unbiased opinion. Or yeah, right. Me. Um, but yeah, okay. I mean, them and Atlanta, those have been the wild card trade teams. And it'll be interesting where we're recording this on a Tuesday night. You usually get to the day before we might get a trade that happens before the draft where it's like, okay, you know, run to go change those mock drafts. Or you get a morning before. I, I feel like something might happen, but I don't have any connections there's just a lot of smoke right now something's gonna have to give 
Yeah. All right. Next from Parker Eves Price. If you're a team and both Johnny Davis and Jeremy Sohan are available, who are you taking? I am sprinting to the podium before Adam Silver can finish announcing the previous pick, and I'm taking Johnny Davis. And I'm going to save Commissioner Silver a trip backstage and just hand him the envelope right there. Yeah, I would take Johnny. Love it. All right, uh, from Madison Moore, uh, rank EJ Liddell, Jake LaRavia, and Keegan Murray as rim protector slash off-ball defenders, passers, three-point shooter, and perimeter defenders. Um, Great question. Okay, uh, let's start with rim protectors, off-ball defenders. Um, EJ's first for me pretty easily. EJ's number one for me. (sighs) Then... And probably Keegan and then Laravia for me. I would I would say the same thing. Cool. Uh passers. Um I think I might go Laravia. Laravia. This is my problem is I think Murray's a better passer than people think. Did you say Murray second or third? Second. And it, 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 it's a really close second, just because they, they're second, very diff- yeah. they're very different passers. I'll say I'll say Murray and Liddell. All right, uh, uh, three point shooter. Um, I think I go Murray, Laravio, Liddell. Murray, Laravio. Yeah, same for me. Uh, perimeter defenders. You know, I don't know. Maybe Liddell, Murray. I don't know. I, I might go Laravio, Liddell, Murray. And it's it's very close on all those categories with all those guys for me. Except the rim yeah. protector. I easily have Liddell as the best rim protector. Yeah. I don't yeah, that's a good question. I'm gonna be puzzled by that for an hour after. So thanks a lot. Appreciate <laughs> okay. it. Okay. Uh le- last one. Uh, uh just another work of art from CJ Fraud. Um can you confirm that Chet will be better than Kevin Durant in the NBA? No, I can't. There's one Kevin Durant, what? and uh, no one's going to be as good as Kevin Durant. So, back. Agreed. All right. I also hate <laughs> when everyone's like, who's the all-NBA guy in this draft? Probably if no I knew one. that, I probably, you know, you know. This will probably be a draft where he comes at, like, pick 11 or something. Yeah. Or, let's stop. And then it's, it's not to discredit the guys at the top, but... I mean, the only guy that's guaranteed all NBA is Gabriel Prochita. We all know this. Facts. <laughs> you like that fun here? Calm down. All um, right, Rucker. Anything else? No. Um, my head's just spinning. I, I I just feel like I've heard so much crap or stuff the last 48 hours. I'm trying to process it all. But, um, man. Metcalf, what a ride this has been. I, I, I couldn't be more excited for Thursday. So thanks for doing this all season. Thank you guys all for listening. Um, we get some fun stuff. And we get some fun stuff after the draft. But the draft stream, make sure you lo- you tune in on uh, Thursday. We're going to have some real fun. Some, some funny stuff in the developments. It's going to be a w- real wild ride. And good luck, Metcalf, in the, uh, to your T-Wolves, the 19th pick. I hope... Uh, Gosh, they're going to take Walker Kessler, aren't they? Gonna I, I'm, I'm going to have a meltdown <laughs> if they do. Um, but 
He is Tyler Rucker. You can find him on Twitter at Tyler underscore Rucker. I'm Tyler Metcalf. You can follow me on Twitter at TMetcalf11. Uh, you can find our draft guide and merchandise at noceilingsnba.bigcartel.com. All of our written work at noceilingsnba.com. While you're there, just hit that subscribe button. It's completely free. You can follow us on Twitter at No Ceilings NBA and follow us on YouTube at No Ceilings TV, where we will be having a live stream during the draft. We will be starting uh, during the pre-show uh, at 7.30 Eastern and running all the way through the end of the draft. Come hang out. We're going to have a lot of fun. Um, and y- your support has meant the world to us this year. It has truly been incredible. So just come enjoy with us one of the best nights of the sports calendar. So if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and a five-star rating. Until next time, see ya.